Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, great to have you with us this Monday afternoon. Jay Jenkins in the studio for the rest of this week. Uh, we'll get back to all the trade stuff a bit later on. Julio will jump in after 5.30 to bring us up to date with everything that's taken place today and that kind of lay the land. But pretty significant day around the world. Internationally, it's the um, uh, Mental Health Day right around the world where awareness and uh, destigmatization and uh, encouraging conversations is pivotal to um, a day like this. And Liam Stocker's a name that's been mentioned from a, a trade list management perspective on a radio station like this for the last couple of weeks for obvious reasons. But the work he's been doing in raising awareness just by telling his story, particularly through the Beyond Blue platforms in recent times, um, gives us cause to just pause, I reckon, and welcome him into the studio and say good day and have a chat. So, uh, g'day. Thanks for coming in for a chat. Good to see you. Thank you for having me, boys. Why, why um, before we get into, you know, at the very end of this, we'll talk about where your footy's at and, you know, what hopefully comes next for you. But um, did, did you have to. F- find something within yourself that um, allowed you to feel comfortable at a really young age to start to open up and start telling your story the way you have, particularly in recent times through some of the Beyond Blue stuff that you've been doing? Uh, yeah, I don't really enjoy doing it that much. Like it's a bit, um, it leaves you shaking in your boots a bit. Like I did a documentary earlier this year and that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Mm. Um, talking to a camera about why I am the way I am. And um, unfortunately for me, like my experience is pretty public, um, whether for good or for bad. Um, but I think for the most part, I just understood that when I was 14 or 15, I had no one to listen to like this, um, who was within my age demographic, you know, um, unfortunately when you're 15, 16 years old and you listen to to a 45 year old talk about their experience, it doesn't really resonate. So, um, I guess it's a bit of a scare tactic, some could call it, but um, for the most part, I just want there to be representation um, and a bit of connection where there often isn't. When Can you remember how old you were when you – we'll go through your kind of chrono, chronologically, we'll go through your story as we have a chat, but can you remember how old you were when you first had some kind of awareness that you just you just weren't fitting, you just weren't feeling connected to everything – that was around you the way that maybe you thought you should be? I reckon if I had it, had more awareness at a younger age, I probably would have realised it sooner, but probably only 16 or 17 okay, right when on. I yeah. really realised I wasn't fitting in very well. And it wasn't because I was different or anything like that. It was just because I wasn't very good at it. Um, you know, that, that was pretty typical of early signs of um, social anxiety, yeah. which, you know, like I'd never heard those two words put in a sentence together. So... Um, yeah, probably 16 or 17, I started to really struggle socially at school. Um, but I always had like little ticks, like obsessive compulsive behaviors and things like that. And for some, you know, it never turns into anxiety or depression, God forbid. But, um, for me, they were like early triggers that maybe I might fall down that path. Just, just lay it out. Social anxiety for those who don't know what it means or what it looks like, just sort of lay it out as much as you're comfortable. What sort of examples can you give us of social anxiety? Um, I think at school, the most common stuff was just stressing out about, and, and anxiety is worrying about what might or might not happen, by the way. Mm. Um, but social anxiety in particular is just, 
um, intense stress about social situations. So talking to people you don't know, even for me, like sometimes it was talking to people I do know about stuff I didn't want to talk about. Yeah. Um, but sort of just running through every possible situation that things could go wrong in your head. Um, so at school that, you know, the most common examples of that are like where I sit in class, um, where I sit at lunchtime, who I speak to, like there would have been a hundred scenarios going through my head. Um, and probably the reason it's so bad, particularly for people with anxiety is that, um, you get so mentally fatigued that you just can't deal with a stressor if it does pop up. Um, so that was, that was how it looked at school. I think nowadays I'm, I'm really in control of things, which is great, but, um, particularly at the football club, like. I struggled coming in and just speaking to the other boys because I didn't know them that well when I first came in. Um, I struggled with, you know, time trials and things like that because socially I was worried, you know, if you run a bad one, (laughs) you're dead. Um, So for the most part, it's just worrying about um, things that may or may not happen, but it's the intense worry about those social situations, conversations, um, and particularly you know, situations where you might feel uncomfortable. And does does that, the intense anxiety that you're talking about, does that have a, does that manifest physically? Like you talk about, let's talk about the, the sort of anxiety levels that you're, you were dealing with and then you've got to go and run a two or three K time trial. Can it actually affect your physical output? Do you get so worried about it in the lead up to it that it, that it has a physical impact? I don't know if it ever happened with a time trial. I certainly found it. And Andrew Russell's a guru with this yeah. kind of stuff. And, and he helped me like immeasurably over my time at Carlton with it. But um, there were times, you know, like I've had a few stress fractures over my time and there's no doubt, you know, it's a contributing factor. It's not what causes anything, mm. but for the most part, it's a contributing factor and it can influence your sleep and things like that. And we all know how important those things are. So, um, yeah, I guess like it can have a performance impact um, for some, but it's not big enough to, to, yeah. to call it the sole reason for anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 